Hi everyone, producer Zach here. I just wanted to let you know that this episode contains references to drug addiction and suicide, so it may not be for every listener. If you're in the U.S. and struggling with suicidal thoughts, please consider calling the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. We're also including drug addiction resources in our show notes this week. So if you need help, please get it. You're not alone. It's also worth noting that we recorded this episode a few months ago before the Omicron surge. You'll hear why I say that in a minute. But now, here's Kim, who this week decided to give me a hard time about the intro music. Are you going to give me a LOL, I can't prevail, roll-in? No, I can't be. I can't do it without my roll-in. Hit it, Zach. LOL with Kim Ravel. All right. LOL with Kim Gravel, and we are here with a new episode. I love it. Uh, I'm so- <laughs> do that again, Zach. Sing. No, I'm not going to do that again. No, That's it. Must- That's all no, you get. That's no, it. You have to no, do it. No, I have to do it. <sighs> yeah, do it. You you have to do it first. Okay. <laughs> here we are today with a new epa- episode. Okay, let's just pretend. Okay. Let's just stick to that. That was bad. No, that was, see, that's why I said I wasn't going to do it again. I felt it the first time, and the second time was forced. No, it was good. It was all awesome. good. <laughs> You're like, I'm not a puppet. I'm not a puppet. Okay, so <laughs> today I got to tell you, I'm so tired. I am tired, y'all. I, there's something about getting back together and going to a concert again that is exciting. But I'm so jealous that you went to a concert, Kim. You should because it was packed. We went downtown uh, to the, it was a huge arena. It was the Hawks play there. I mean, it was packed. I mean, it had the smoke, it had the drums, it had the lights, it had the action. I am so exhausted. I probably stood up for a solid two hours with like a 20 minute little intermission type thing. I, okay. when I tell you my back, my knees, so all of you out there who have not been going to live events and you go to your first event, Bring a cushion so that you can sit down because you, your stamina, you've, you don't have it anymore. You don't have it for those things. It's like, I'm exhausted. You're not, you're not going out all the time. You're not traveling anymore as much. Oh. Like you just don't have that. Yeah. I'm like, did they not just have this on Netflix? I can stream it. Right? You just need the couch. It's funny. I really, really want to do that. But I also <laughs> have to say, I really like just being on the couch. Is it that? Oof. I mean, I hope we're. I hope we don't stay there. But I think it's going to be a long time before. Although the place was packed, I can't say nothing about it because it hey. was slammed, and it Who'd was rocking. Um, I saw uh, Elevation Worship. It was this big worship concert with this pastor that I love, and I took a lot of friends with me. Amy, my BFF, Allison, her husband, Travis. I took my boys, um, and this wonderful, beautiful guest that we have on today's show. Her name is Jody Bell, and her husband came with us. And we rocked it. I mean, my kids were looking at me like going, is she possessed by something? Because she is jumping up and down. Like, I'm like, (laughs) and I looked down and our guest today, she had the I love you like sign like this. Is that that the I love you sign or is that the devil sign? Which is the devil sign? I think that's the devil sign. Is that the devil sign? sign I thought this was I love you. This is the devil sign. No, that's lock. That's horns. Lock them. Okay. Anyway. This is an audio show, Kim, so people can't see what you're doing. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we were she was out there just jamming out and just getting her praise on. And then she got up today 
and Jody Bell. Welcome to LOL with Kim Gravel. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. So, so I look over Zach, and she's got a full face of makeup on. And I'm thinking, you know what? She got up. We didn't get home until like 1 o'clock. Is she put on a full face of makeup? No, ma'am. This is yesterday's makeup. <laughs> Hey, at least it's not a walk of shame. It's a walk of praise. <laughs> I did change clothes. <laughs> Do you remember? Kim, back you're not th- supposed to bring on the guest and then just immediately throw them under the bus. That's not how you're no. supposed to do well, it. Well, the great thing about Jody is, <laughs> get in, Jody, so we make sure we can hear you. Okay. Um, the great thing is you've had many walks of shame, have you not? Oh, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I totally have. And I guess we're going to get into that. Well, that's why you're here. That's, that's why, why you're here. here. No, it's true. It's... um. This welcome, Jody. She's my dear friend. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Uh, she's part of the family. She's actually Allison's best friend, Zach. That is so cool. That is so dangerous. But obviously part of the, you guys are all hanging out together all the time, it seems like. Yeah, we call ourselves the Sexy Six. As, yes, ma'am. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. It's my mom, her best friend, Allison, her, Jody, me and Amy, and we're the Sexy Six. I don't, I think you named us that. We're claiming it. Claiming it. Claim it. We well, should copyright it. The Let's sexy it. broke down six after last <laughs> night's concert. No, it is. Um, Jody has such a story, Zach. When we dig into it, I don't know how far we can get into it today, how much time we have. You're going to be shocked. Okay. So let's just get into it. Yeah, you haven't told me really very much about this at all. So I'm I'm hearing this cold. Well, Jody's bio is long and extensive, but I'm going to lead with this. Jody, you were a crystal meth addict for how long? Seven years. Seven long years. Wow. You were addicted to crystal meth. Yes. You lost your children. Almost. Almost lost your children. Mm-hmm. Lost visitation of my stepchildren for a little while. You were broke. Mm-hmm. Homeless? No, separated. Living out of your, wherever you could mm-hmm. live. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit how you go from Jody Bell, this vibrant, beautiful person, to a crystal meth addict. At what age did you? I didn't use till I was 30 years old. There you go, Zach. Wow. 30 years old. And wow. what started it um, was I met a boy. Does it always start with a boy? Yes. Just to back up, I was divorced twice before. Um, Had a little girl for my second marriage. It was just her and I. Her name is Brooke. Um, And she and I um, were on our own for the first time. And uh, about six months after that, I met a boy. And um, funny story, I met him at his family's Thanksgiving. His cousin was my best friend at the time, and she invited me to Thanksgiving at their house and um I went and I saw this really hot guy just sitting in the corner and but you could tell he was like he just wouldn't make eye contact he just had his head down I was like well there's me a project <laughs> so I just oh, went no. out I'm and, not laughing about that but everybody needs to stop and listen why do women want projects Jody I have no idea <gasps> why did I do that's that that's all there me? is Kim that's all there is oh my god <laughs> so I bebopped over there and I was like, hey. And he just kind of like, hey. And he still wouldn't look up. And um, we, uh, I kind of just followed him around all day. And we ended up outside talking about how we just got out of relationships that 
the other person wanted something more and we really didn't. And we probably talked on his aunt's swing outside for about three hours mm. about how we didn't want to be in a relationship. And I finally like, turned around and I said, hey, are you going to ask me out or what? Right. And he's like, um, I guess. So that night we went to the movies and uh, he brought me home and never left. And that was 20 years ago next month. Um, but when I met him, he was an addict Mm. and, um, Matt was an addict. Matt was was at the praise and worship concert last night, lifting his hands up. And now he's a pastor himself. He is our worship leader. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, because he was doing it. So what was he doing? Give us the details, all the down and dirty. He was doing crystal meth. He was doing cocaine. Um, he, he was just in a very dark place. He had been through a divorce, and he was having a hard time being away from his boys. And um, he was just living at the bar and and partying and just numbing himself. And then, um, of course, I wanted him to like me because I'm very codependent, and that's what codependents do is they want everybody to like them. So you do. And you are beautiful, part of the sexy six. So he wanted, you know, he saw something too. Well, thank you. But I said, you know, if I want. To be with him, I'm going to have to do what he's doing. Okay. So that's how it started. Did he, pre- was there nope. a lot of pressure? Not any. Him? Not any. So, Jody, what does that look like? Because a lot of people listening are either struggling with something like this or a relative is going through something like this. Because I, I don't know if y'all know this, and I'm not trying to make this the drug episode, mm. but this, is it fentanyl that's really coming on the scene? Really strong? Right now, yes. The fentanyl, everything's laced with fentanyl, okay. and that's what's killing everybody. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the drug culture is not its not all the drug awareness and all the things that we talk and all you giving your testimony and telling everybody your story. It, it's just increasing. Tell us from a person who has been an addict what life looks like through your eyes. During active addiction? Correct. Oh, gosh. Um, in the beginning, it was fun. You wouldn't do it if it wasn't fun. Okay. What do you mean by right. fun? What like do you mean by partying? Fun? Okay. Like we would do it on the weekends. Okay. Go to clubs, stay out all night. Wow. That helps you stay up because you don't sleep for a couple of days, you know, when or several days. Um, we started on the weekends every other weekend because we didn't have our kids on the same weekends. So the weekends we didn't have our kids, we were out partying, doing dope. And then it started to be a little bit more. Then it was a little bit more, like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, and then it just kept getting to where, then we needed it to function. And then chasing it is another full-time job. Like, you, What do you mean by chasing? Like you get it, you get your drugs, and then as soon as you get those, you're already having to try to score more so you don't ever run out. Because when you're out, that's bad. How was your health? What'd you look like? At the time, I thought I looked good. <laughs> However, if you look back at pictures, I just was a bag of bones, like bag of bones, just hollow, dead, like you could see straight through my eyes and straight through my soul. Just And at the end, I was just a zombie because mm-hmm. I, I had got to where I was doing all the uppers during the day and then had to do all the downers at night to sleep and uppers during the day, downers at night. I had no feelings, no anything, no laughter, no sadness, no nothing, just nothing. 
How do you, how do you get out of that? What, how did you, I mean, how did you and Matt both as active addicts living together? It was bad. Okay. It went from real good to real bad, real fast. Okay. Lots of lies, lots of deceit, lots of behind the back stuff. Um, all the stuff that comes along with addiction. I got pregnant. Oh, when you were addicted, you got pregnant? Um, Yeah, we were on a cruise ship, the whole group of us, and um, (laughs) we had not slept for five days. We brought it on the boat with us, and um, I had a miscarriage on the boat. And I was like, well, thank goodness, because I didn't want to be pregnant because I was too busy partying. So I got home. I still wasn't feeling good, still wasn't feeling good, went to the doctor, and they called me and they said, well, let us draw some blood and find out what's going on. Then they called me the next day and they're like, congratulations, you're pregnant. Right after the miscarriage. It was a twin. I miscarried Josh's twin on the boat, but I was still pregnant with Josh. Wow. So I had to stop and get clean. And I did. And Matt said he would do and he didn't. And that's where everything (laughs) <laughs> just where everything went downhill. Okay. So, okay, I have to process this. I've never heard this story, and I've known you a long time. <laughs> so you were you were pregnant with twins, miscarried on the cruise ship, mm-hmm. one of the babies. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my gosh. And today Josh is 17. And amazing. Mm-hmm. He's so amazing. Okay. So at this point, you get clean. Mm-hmm. Matt does not. Correct. Okay. <laughs> Y'all are still together 20 years. So h- what happened? Because I, I want to give people hope out there for people who are dealing with for addiction. Sure. For sure. He would. He lied and said he would get clean. Sure. He, he was lying the whole time. Um, and uh, when you're lying, you get lazy <laughs> and um, make stupid mistakes. And he left some of his stuff out. And uh, we figured out he was lying and still using. And so I tried the whole, well, if you don't quit using, I'm going to leave. And he was like, well, there's the door. Because you don't care about anything when mm-mm, you're using. Mm-mm. Um, so, and at that point, I had to leave. I was really bluffing him. But then when he said, there's the door, you know, what was I supposed to do? Right. So me and Brooke packed up and moved um, back to coming. And um, we split Josh. Josh was only six months old when we split. Oh, my God. And we split him um, weekdays and weekends, week, you know, whatever we could work out with my job and everything. And uh, Now, this whole time y'all are using, are you holding jobs? Mm-hmm. So you're functioning? Yes, 100%. Are there a lot wow. of people out there functioning? Like 100%. That? What are you talking about? Because you always see this crystal meth is like this just ravishes your body. and You, you were holding a full-time job mm-hmm. and doing drugs 24-7. Yes, and taking care of a kid. Taking care of lots of stuff. At least I thought. Yeah, well, right, right, right. Crystal meth has a way of making you feel like you can do anything. Invincible. Invincible. It makes you feel like you look good. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel like you can handle anything. You can do a million things at one time. And all that is true, except you start a million things and you never finish one. Right. It's because your mind lying to you. Yes. It's the devil's right. drug. One hundred percent the devil's drug. So um so we moved away and um Matt was and when we left, Matt quit. He was able to stop on his own. 
and we were separated a year, a whole year, and I got worse. He stopped, and then I left, and then I got back deep in it because I was so depressed and so sad and so lonely. You were on the loop. Yeah, um, Yep. And then I was on all kind of antidepressants on top of everything else, which was just, again, turned me into a complete zombie. Like, I was just broken and dead. And um, and finally, he called me up one day, and he said, hey, do you want to, what are we going to do? It's been a year. Do you want to stay together or get divorced? We need to do something. And I said, well, I guess we need to get divorced. And he said, well, all right, well, I'll get the papers and take care of it. And we hung up, and I just sat there and busted out crying on my bed in my little apartment and coming. And I called him back. I said, can I change my mind? Mm-hmm. He said, yeah. So we he got us back home, told me everything I wanted to hear, said all the right things. And it just got, it was even worse then because I came back and I was still using and he was angry and it was just a very volatile household. From how long, Jody, from when you started using to when you both stopped, how many years had passed? When we both stopped completely? Uh Yes. Seven. So you were doing, both of you or one of you were actively participating in drug abuse for seven years? Yes. Of your entire marriage? Yes. What? switch was flipped for both of you to get clean for me i had just got to a point where i hated myself Mm. i wouldn't look in the mirror i had let my hair grow out long and just pulled it up in a ponytail just live and exist because i wouldn't look in the mirror i couldn't look at myself in the mirror so i just pulled my hair up in a ponytail every day and went like i couldn't even look myself in the face and um why and then it because i was just embarrassed and ashamed of who I had become. And I felt like everybody hated me and they'd be better off without me. So I um, attempted suicide. Um, I just felt like this world would be a better place without me in it at that place in my life. So I attempted a suicide by overdose and it didn't work. I tried it again the next day, and it didn't work. Oh, Jody! Three days in a row. Yeah. Um, wow. And there is no reason that it, I shouldn't be dead from what I was ingesting. But God. Right. So that third time after it didn't work, I went to Matt. And again, remember, we hate each other at right. this point. Hate. And I said, um, I need you to hide your guns because I need help. And I'm scared, and I'm lost, and I just want to leave this place. And, and uh, I went and got the phone book and opened it up. And the first place under um, addiction help or whatever was a place called Avita in Gainesville. And I called them, and they said, come on down, girl. And he took me and dropped me off. And uh, that began my road to recovery. And you've been clean. Wow. You and Matt both have been clean how many years? June was 12 years. Okay. So anybody that's listening, Jody, to your story, they're saying, oh, I can't relate to that. You know, I, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Everybody can relate to somewhere in your story, that heartache, Mm -hmm. that I don't want to be here anymore. Mm -hmm. What do you say to those that are, that are listening, that are dealing with that with even themselves or or people that they know and love? Um, I would say that really... For me, it was a place of just fear and darkness, and it was more, I say that I wanted them, 
I, that they would be better off without me. Mm-hmm. But really, it was me. But what would you say to those people that are going through that? The people that I would say, just hold on, mm. because look what all I would have missed out on. Right. <laughs> I have four beautiful grown children. Two of them are married. One of them's getting married in December, the third one. Um, I have a beautiful grandbaby, Nellie Mae. I would have missed out on all of that. I have a beautiful new home we just moved into. And you're a chicken farmer. We I am a to- chicken farmer. <laughs> chicken farmer, baby. <laughs> we. Uh, That's a nice little surprise one, is that? She's a chicken farmer. I, I, I was not. Farmer. I was not prepared for chicken farmer. Skip the meal prep this summer with Factors Ready to Eat Meals and enjoy all these warmer and sunnier days, y'all. Head on over to factormeals.com slash Kim50 and use code Kim50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off of your next month while the subscription is active. I love my Factor Meals and I've started hiding them from my family because they love the weekly menu of 35 options and the more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, even snacks and beverages. I'm telling you, they've got everything to help you feel good about what you're eating all day long. Y'all, they're delicious. They're high quality, chef prepared, absolutely never frozen. And they're on the table in less than two minutes. Factor meals eliminate all the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Y'all, I don't have time for all of that. All you do is simply heat it up and savor the good stuff. Head on over to factormeals.com slash Kim50 and use code Kim50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off of your next month. That's code Kim50 at factormeals.com slash Kim50 to get 50% off your first box plus an extra 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hopefully you won't have to hide your factor meals like I do because they're that good. Maybe you will. Are you overworked, underpaid, exhausted, but love your kids so much and want to be the best mama for them? How about the best version of you? You deserve that. I'm Gianna Demedio-Simon. And I'm Casey McDonald-Hosmer, and we are moms who absolutely love our new roles in life. But man, were we not prepared for some of the fine print in the job description. We want a connection with our children and our partner that doesn't come at the cost of the relationships with our own selves. We're helping you mother up every Monday on your favorite podcast player. Also, check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash at MotherUpPod. Kim. 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 Gravel. The most beautiful thing about Jody is that I met Jody way before Allison. Yeah. Was, she was my sister's best friend. Um, we traveled around and sang, and, and I remember you coming up telling me your story, and I was just like, I had never met someone that had been addicted, and you were. It was. I, it was like ninety. I was ninety, 90 days, days clean. clean. I was new, and I had just got baptized and rededicated. What did we? Do you remember our conversation? Because I, I, rem, I just remember sitting there going, "There ain't no way you were a drug." I mean, I just remember looking at you going, "I, I just couldn't believe what you were telling me." Yeah. Because you know, do you remember our conversation? I do. Can you tell it? I just remember coming up and, you know, just kind of telling you, hey, thank you. 90 days clean, just rededicated. Um, this has been just wonderful for me. And y'all just kind of were like dumbfounded. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. 
Because yeah. like, did you meet at church? Was this a church? It, it was at a church. It was retreat. a ladies it was a retreat. retreat. Mm-hmm. It was like a community kind of tr- retreat center. Yeah. Oh, is that when you were running your women's retreats? Uh huh. Yeah. It was a beloved retreat. Hi. I remember vividly. And then years later, yeah, I uh, judged a pageant with Allison. Yeah. And I said, well. I know your sister, and I think she said she went out and called you yeah. on her break. And I said, I said, but she won't remember me. I remember you. I'll never forget you. And uh, she's like, girl, she said, I love Jody. I remember her. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is what I love about Jody and everybody listening. And Zach, even, even you too, I want you to chime in. You know, everybody loves these powerful stories of this redemption that happens. but And it is God. And But like you said, but for God. Mm-hmm. But... There comes a point in in your life where you have to make a decision. Yeah. Right? Right. We heard that last night. Mm-hmm. You have to make a decision. And you have to decide whatever it is, the drugs, eating, how you talk to yourself. 100%. Can you, Jody, how many times did you look in the mirror and go, I hate myself? I, I, you said you couldn't even look Every in the mirror. Every day in my life. I know. Girl, I, I have found myself doing that. As of late, over the last two years, I'm like, I'm not good enough for this. That's the devil lying to you, girl. Isn't it a lie? One hundred percent a lie. What I'm saying is, you ain't got to be on drugs for that mess to happen. Mm-mm. So p- people, nope. t- t- you know what I'm saying, Zach? The doubt. I completely know what you're saying, Kim. I feel that way a lot more than I care to admit. Right? I think all of us yeah. do. And and like in in the in the reason, Jody, I I can't. I'm not. I'm asking you this question. Sure. Was the reason that you're talking to yourself this way, you can't just blame it on the drugs, can you? No. No. It's a choice. It's a choice. It's a decision. It's a choice. Like you said, it's a decision. But look, can I ask you something though? Because, yeah. you know, I'll forget if I don't ask you. The hopelessness mm. that you felt. And then a lot of people that I've talked to that are dealing with drug addiction or have family members. How do you get past that, Jody? How do you give people hope in the fact that you're like, are they ever going to quit? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's this weight and weight and weight. How do you keep the hope? Just holding on to Jesus. Okay. Well, because I, you know how I feel about that. I know. Um, there is no other answer. Um, yes, treatment helps, rehabs help. They give you the tools you need to stay clean. Nobody can make an addict clean, but the addict. Nobody can help the addict but the addict. Family members that have never been through addiction, they don't understand that. Yeah. They want to fix it. Yeah. What can we do to fix it? They'll throw money at it. You know, all kind of just, here, let us send you treatment. Let's do this. That It's not always the answer. Treatment is wonderful. It's, But I know... Hundreds. Just say it. Don't don't say don't. You don't. Have I know to hundreds that. of people that went to treatment and just to because they wanted to appease a family member, say the right things, do the right things, be clean for a minute, come back out, go right back out. How do we make the decision? That little decision to change. How did you do it, Jody? Like, do you remember that moment where you said, "I'm done"? Yeah. Okay. Um, and it was that moment of when that last attempt was unsuccessful, and I knew that I was not going to be leaving this world, but I could not continue to live the way I was You were living. at the very bottom? I was at, I was under the bottom. <laughs> like, yeah. I was shaking those gates down at hell. <laughs> going, let me in, dang like, Nobody <laughs> else is going to want me. Can I come in? Mm. It's the darkest and scariest 
and most horrible place I've ever been in my life. All right, flip side. Yep. 12 years later. 12 years later. Does anything scare you anymore? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you ever scared I could go back? Yeah. I mean, relapse is one bad decision. Ah, Every addict is one bad decision away from relapse. And the longer you're in recovery and then you go back, you could probably die that first time. Because you go back in thinking you can handle what you were doing when you quit. But if you think about it, you had seasoned your, I had seasoned myself seven years of using. You had tolerance. Yeah. And if I was to go back today and. Are you ever tempted? No. However, I don't know that if it wasn't in front of me. So you don't, you just make the decision. But to- I, ha- I just can't be around it. And that's just me being honest. Have you seen it since then? No. Only on TV, and it makes me sick. I have to turn the channel. Because, you know, I want to watch the intervention stories and the addicted stories and all those shows because some of them do have good endings. But Well, you're living proof of that. But they, you know, they film them using, and that's very hard to watch. What would you say to young people that are struggling with this temptation that is so prevalent? And it is so bad. It's bad. It is so bad. Um, I just want to strangle them. <laughs> oh, my God. Only jo- Let me just tell you something. Only Jody could take some, some seriously. Go, I just want to kick near hiney hands. No, it's the truth. I just want to strangle them. And I'm trying. I want to do that, and mine aren't on drugs. Right. <laughs> I just want to shake them and be like, yeah. you're ruining your life. Yes. You're killing your family members. Yes. It doesn't. Addiction is not just the addict's deal. It's everybody in their life. But as the addict, you're so selfish. You don't care how it affects right, anybody right. else. Well, you're not in your right mind. Right. You're not in your right mind. Mm-mm. Because drugs, addicts don't use drugs for the drugs. Addicts use drugs because they're numbing from something else right. in their life. That's the big thing. And there's a lot of people out there numbing. I numb with sugar and food, like ding-dongs yeah. and ho-hos and cupcakes. And to some people do it with shopping, and some people do it with gambling, and some people do it with pornography. And, mm. you know, what Celebrate Recovery is all about. It's a place for people with all hurts, habits, and hang-ups. Oh, say that again. All hurts, habits, and hang-ups. Jesus can fix it. He can. And and making that small decision for yourself. Yeah. I think that's the key. I think yeah. it's like you've got to decide. It's a surrender. It's a surrender. Mm-hmm. You got to decide. And it was scary as hell. Okay. I second that much. Going from a life that you've known for seven years, the same people, the same places, the same routine, to starting over. To the unknown. Right, because you have to change everything. Everything. Wow. Yeah. They, and they say in recovery, first thing, change your playmates and your playground. Okay. Let's just say that a lot of people, we all, I need to do that right now. I'm going through something right now. Yes, I need ma'am, to- you are. You know I'm going through it. Yes, ma'am. You I need are. to change my playmates and my playground, Zach. Darn, I'm gonna write right, well, down. Some of your playmates are okay though, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> some of y'all, y'all are y'all are fabulous. But your day to day, where yeah. you spend that time yeah. the most, yeah. Where you and your mental energy, and and you know what? Right? Let me say this too, because this is exactly where I was wanting to go with 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 today. Is you know, go where you're loved and mm. wanted. Come on, mm-hmm. go where you're loved and wanted. We try so hard to fit in. We could be the square peg trying to fit in this round hole. We've all, my mom texted me that this morning. You go where 
You're celebrated. Mm. 100%. And that's what's happening. I truly believe like drug addicts, all the addicts, all of us have got our hands. Mm-hmm. What is it? Hurts, habits, and hang up. We've all got them. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and we're trying to be accepted and loved and validated where you have no business being. Come, Come on. on. <laughs> Come on. Am I right? You are so right. Why do you think we're forcing that, Kim? I think there's something about us. And I'm going to make it real simple. And I could be wrong. Again, I'm not a psychologist that thinks, why doesn't that person like me? Why don't I fit in there? I think it's the, hurtful. It's hurtful. The cool kids. Mm-hmm. You can't sit with us. What? Right. You can't sit with the. Oh, God. I'm going to tell y'all. Bullies happen all ages. Yeah. But, but I don't think it's, I, I think we've got to start saying, I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to change my playground and my playmates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's comfort in that drug family. There was comfort in that drug family. You can family. always depend on them. Because they wanted your money. But they, and you, you, you felt like you fit. Uh-huh. Because there was somebody else as broken as me. Yeah. Somebody else as hurt as me. Somebody else as bad as me. As horrible as me. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a something really, really. So everybody's walking around with this veiled sense of insecurity. Mm-hmm. Some people are faking it. Mm-hmm. Not some people, most people. That's what I love about you. You never fake it. You would tell, you would walk up to the Pope and say, look, I'm a drug addict. Yep. <laughs> and you'll just tell them. Yeah. And you wear it almost like a. A badge. A mm. badge of, of, of warning. Yeah. To other people. That's what I love about you. You don't just take your mess. You really make it a message. Well, I feel like, you know, that God didn't let me die when I had every reason when I wanted to, you know, just like the message last night, you know, I'm so thankful Jesus stepped into my boat. Right. When he didn't have to, (laughs) but he did. Yeah. And um, it's been a horrible, beautiful ride. I'm so thankful I'm here today to tell about it. If I can give one person, one person, a little bit of hope with my story is worth it to me. I don't care if people gossip about me. I don't care if people talk about me being trash and a drug addict and this and that. Because guess what? There is nothing that they can say behind my back because I have told everything. You know, this is God's work. I'm God's story. I'm God's child. And he he spared me. And um I feel like the least I could do, the least I could do is tell of what he did in me to give others hope. I was a woman working at a job banking over fifty thousand dollars a year as a functioning meth addict. It can happen to anybody. But for the grace of God go I. What's your last Words of encouragement to Jesus loves you. You can never run too far. You can never be too far gone. His hand is right there. We don't leave. He doesn't leave us. We leave him. And then he'll still come and find us. Just keep holding on. There are better days. You don't have to live that way. You don't have to live that way. And you're not talking just to drug addicts. You're talking, talking to, to people who are just down, yeah. who just feel like, what's the point? Especially, like, I can't imagine 
if I was still in active addiction over these past two years. Oh, God, right? With COVID? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. she was really sensitive to that. I remember us having that conversation. Like, people yeah. were locked up going, what do I do? Yeah. Right. That isolation yeah. and the darkness. Wow. Um, and loneliness. It's hard. It's hard. So I couldn't imagine being in that headspace. On top of it. On top of that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm here to tell you, it's it's um, it's one little decision away from making a change. Yeah. And you're worth it. You're worthy. I don't care what anybody, you're not trash. I said that on QVC, my very first show. I said, God don't make no junk. And I can't tell you how many people just responded, responded. We put wow. those labels on ourselves. We do. This the insecurity. Yes. And the bullies. Yeah. And the meanies. We just listen to the wrong people. You know, and those bullies and their me- and meanies. They're broken too. They're hurting too. <laughs> that's right. And that's that, the truth. That's why they're the way they are. That is the God. I, I mean, you know, people are like, can that, but it's the, it's the God's hurt honest people, truth. Hurt, hurt people. people. Miserable people want mi- everybody else to be just as miserable as them. They can't stand to see somebody succeed or be happy or have peace or joy. Because they don't have it, and right. my heart hurts for them. And right, we're all human all walking human. this earth, mm. doing the best we can. What is the one thing that you're grateful for from being an addict? I've really learned a lot about myself and who I was that I didn't know before. Mm. That caused me to become an addict. Right. I learned all that about myself. In recovery. Are you okay with it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It explains a lot. What advice would you give to someone who is close to an addict right now? You can't fix them. Love it. LOL. Podcast, podcast, pop. We're going to do something really fun here. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Zach is going to be a little shocked because Jody has, is, I like to call her salty. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Let's see so a different side of Jody now. I'm excited for this. So uh, she loves Jesus. She, you know, she's a pastor's wife, but she is salty. Worship leader's life. Wor- worship worship leader's, leader's life. Yeah. But she is salty. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to do rapid fire questions. <laughs> Some of these will not be appropriate. I love for it. For a worship leader's wife, but appropriate for a recovering drug addict. Okay. Uh, come on. Here we go. Wait, a redeemed. Come on. All right. What is your favorite food? Jambalaya. Okay, that's good. And this girl could cook, too. Don't let me talk about her bacon. Okay, who's your favorite celebrity crush? Jack Nicholson. Oh, my God. Every time every, every time I ask you this, I'm like, why Jack Nicholson? He's just a dirty old man. <laughs> <laughs> and there's something about those eyebrows and those Ray-Ban sunglasses. Why every, I've asked you this three times, and your same question is Jack Nicholson. You've never faltered from that. No. Because he's How a dirty old, old man. How old is Jack Nicholson now? Like 720,000 years old. Doesn't matter. Okay. All right. Because you heard it. She says he's a dirty old man. She's salty. Here we go. We're going to get deep with it. All right. What was the last book you read? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's your answer. <laughs> All right. Pass. <laughs> okay. You got to make up something so you sound really smart. You got to be like, oh, oh yeah. Warren that's Keith. her. That is so her. <laughs> 
If they don't have it on book on tape, they'll make a movie later. Yeah. Okay, here we go. What is your funniest story you can share about Allison? (laughs) Oh, God. I got it. So. (laughs) No hesitation there. Mm -mm. No pass there. Not at all. She knew it. There's a million, but this one wins by a long shot. Okay, do it. We, a few years ago, we were, sometimes we go around to like national pageants and um, do worship services (laughs) on their Sunday morning before the pageant starts, and she sings and I speak. And we went to this um, pageant down in Noonan, I think it was, and uh, I had to emcee a different pageant the day before, and we were going to drive to Noonan after that evening and get up and do worship, and so I told Allison, you know, be ready. I'll pick you up, because, you know, Noonan's still another couple hours. Sure. So I left Babyland General in Cleveland, where I was emceeing, and drove all the way to Loganville, to pick her the up. whole time, I'm like, right, make sure you're packed, make sure you're ready. You know, we got a long way to go. Blah 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 blah. I got it. I got it. I got it. I'll be ready. <laughs> I know where this is going. And then um, when I left, I called her. I'm like, I'm on my way. Are you ready? Oh, I'm at the nail place. Oh my god! That's she goes, so... but I'll be home by the time you get there. No. Uh-huh. So I get there. No, Allison. <laughs> she comes in about thirty minutes later. I kick her butt. Has not packed yet. <laughs> I would, I'm, honest to God, that's so her, Zach. I can't stand her right now. Just think about it. I'm on fire. Has not packed yet. <laughs> so here we are at like 7.30 already. Shut up. Here she's packing. Finally get on the road. Get down there. And then we're trying to find something to eat. Nothing is open. Finally get something to eat. Get to the hotel at like, you know, and the, the pageant directors are putting us up at a hotel, which was very nice. We finally got there. I bet it was like 11.30 by the time we got to the hotel. One king bed. Oh. <laughs> Fine, whatever. I'm so tired. I don't care. Get in the bed. Go to turn the lights off. Okay, but I got to learn this song I'm singing in the morning. Oh, that's her. What? <laughs> <laughs> she said, yeah, I got to learn this song. So And so she's in the same bed with me next to Sing. me singing this song that she knew Two months, months ago, ago. <laughs> that she was supposed to sing. What's one word you would use to describe Allison? <laughs> one word. Oh, gosh. Um, Igmo. <laughs> dip do. I love her, though. But you said though, so you know what I'm saying is <laughs> true. <laughs> you are saying the truth. She's out there. This is the last question for you. Yeah. What is your favorite curse word? Because I know you got several. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh um it's gonna have to be <laughs> well, that's good because we all full of it we are full of it <laughs> we are so full of it all right everybody <laughs> thank you jody for being on thank you for I having love me you so much i love you so much thank you thanks jody nice to meet you nice to meet you zach thank she's you. a chicken farmer i'm just saying she deals with a lot of beep if you love the show, make sure to follow LOL with Kim Gravel in your favorite podcast app. New episodes come out every Thursday. LOL with Kim Gravel is produced and edited by Zach Miller at Uncommon Audio. Theme music by Taco Pella. Head to lolkim.com for more information and to join our mailing list. Thanks for listening. <laughs>